on 98FM and online. This is Phoenix FM. Staggering home, the headlights throw a shadow up and upon. Friends and loved ones that have done no wrong, but no longer mean anything to me. Oh, am I mumbling on into a crystal glass that echoes a song? The enticement invites you along a path of exterior color. But come the morning, shivering and contorting to border on the brink, but just another sinkhole take me down for one. Stick a rock in my foundation I pick up my relations Put me on probation Oh, I'll take What have I become? Distancing myself so far and from But gazing up I wave the night boat on For now it's heaven in deepest Tottenham Oh, what have I done To deserve this fate? It's all going wrong Even the cab fare has been and gone And now I'm lagging in deepest Tottenham like a little bit of madness to kick off the house of fun hope you've had a fantastic week i am so excited about tonight's house of fun i've got to say thank you for tuning in 
it's just gone six o'clock and we have each other until eight o'clock tonight i've got two incredible guests i'm super excited about if you're driving around the area down the a127 around brentwood there is a lot of traffic. It took me nearly an hour to get from David Lloyd to hear the Brentwood Centre where the radio um, station is based. So if you are around, if you're listening in your car, I will try my very best to entertain you. And in fact, there's, um, it, took me, it took me longer to just get from the A127 to Brentwood um, than it did last night. And I'm just going to have a look. Was it Walling? Wallingford, Wallington. Oh, I think it's Wallington. I'll have to have a little Google. Um, and, you know, I just put it on my sat-nav. But Thea Brooke, my wonderful friend, and the lovely Jasmine Harmon from A Place in the Sun. I went to the launch of The Brook, um, a wonderful, fully vegan restaurant and bar and club. And we had a wonderful time and very thankful to Thea and Jasmine for the invite yesterday. Um, Wallington, Surrey is where I went. But it took me it took me longer to get from the A127 to Brentwood than it was getting from Wallington in Surrey home last night back to Billericay. The traffic is a little bit bonkers. Got some 80s, got some 90s and got some fantastic guests, especially for you.
Tell me, don't tell me I'm 
You're listening to me, Karen Ridges, here on The House of Fun, and that has to be one of my all-time faves, Blamange. And don't tell me, and you never believe it, my lovely listener. I am so excited because in the next five, ten minutes or so, we are going to be speaking to Neil Arthur from Blamonge. He's going to be telling us about what they're coming up, what they're doing coming up this year. Lots of great things in the pipeline. We're going to be talking about how Blamonge originated. They toured all over the world. They opened for big names like Depeche Mode and Grace Jones and lots of incredible artists. I love their music. We're going to play some more of theirs throughout the show as well. And speaking to Neil Arthur, really, probably in the next five or ten minutes. How exciting is that? Um, Thank you for joining me this evening. It is Friday. It is quarter past six. And the weekend can officially start now with me, the house of fun. Some 80s, some 90s. And if we're lucky, some old school club classics. Love this one. Haven't played this in a long time. Let's go over and hear a little bit of Bad Manners and Special Brew.
is Karen Ridges, inviting you to join me for the House of Fun this and every Friday evening from 6pm for two hours of great music, lively chat and some awesome guests. We're across Brentwood, Billericay and surrounding areas on 98FM and online to the world at phoenixfm.com. Join me, Karen Ridges, for the House of Fun, Friday at 6pm here on Phoenix FM.
absolutely stunning new track from the one and only Blamange, and that is Mindset. And if the technology is working right tonight here on the House of Fun, we have Neil Arthur on the line. Neil, can you hear me? I can. How are you? How are you? Thank you for taking time out, Neil. Because I think, well, you're in your studio as we speak, aren't you? I am, yeah. yeah. Are you carrying on working? Um, I am doing some doing some work and some prep for the upcoming tour and stuff like that. Yeah. You excited about the tour? <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose I am. I quite enjoy uh, playing live. I'm not too keen on all the travelling. Yes. Um, it seems like they've put an extra few yards in every mile. Oh, anyway, oh no! <laughs> so much traffic on the roads. Oh. But um, yeah, I really enjoy the. Uh, if you had to kind of break down the day into kind of which section of it you like on tour, certainly uh, I enjoy performing and um, it's actually quite, it's really good fun having a chat with people actually. I, I meet some really lovely people on tour. Do you find that you've got fans that were with you, you know, back in the 80s or and, and a mixture of new fans? Yeah, definitely. People who um, were there the first time round and those who were... Uh, a bit younger, as people, yeah. the other ones don't mind me saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no spring chicken. Oh, so, no. Um, who come along Aren't we all, Neil? They were inquisitive about the electronics uh, and what have you, so. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's fantastic. What's the tour called, Neil? It, it's called the Mindset Tour. It's called yep. Mindset, not the Mindset. It's called yep. Mindset. Yeah. Any reason behind that? Well, it's the title of the album. <laughs> well, I know, but I'm saying, is there some kind of, you know, law of attraction, positive thinking message behind it, perhaps? Um, not exactly that, but uh, it's, uh, you know, the the idea for mindset is your mindset. Are mm. you open? Yeah. Um, and if you're open, are you open to listening? Are you open to telling? Are yeah. you you know are you telling the truth are we hearing the truth um and are you um are you prepared to to listen to things and uh so it's are you are you open or are you are you closed i love the, it you know how is your mindset it's a kind of wordplay thing love that neil love that well look the band originally started was it in 1979 <laughs> In Harrow. Well, it was actually 78, but I'd like to say it was 79. Oh, but I mean, you know, it, you know you've know, you got a long-established, you know, when bands were bands, I feel, Neil. You know, proper bands. That's what I like to hear about. Well, um, proper bands. We were, when we started, we were um, far from a proper band. We, <laughs> we had tape loops and... Oh, um, I made my first amplifier myself. Oh, that's brilliant! I think uh, Stephen was using a, a, an electric organ that half, half of it wasn't working <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, so, and we begged all and borrowed, and all those words were very, very. I used those quite carefully. Uh, everything that we uh, we we used on stage or in the studio, our makeshift studios, um, in the, it was either homemade or. Uh, you know, kind of big stall and borrowed. I love that. Were you all mates before, or did you purposely come together because of your love for for the music? Um, well, it's obviously two of us in the original lineup. And, yes. Uh, Stephen and I met when I was at art college, and he had some mates at art college who were in an experimental band who I'd been to see, mm -hmm. and then he came along to see my 
um, band that I was in, uh, this art school band. And we we got talking after one of the gigs and just uh, found that we had a, an interest in experimental music and some of the music that wasn't so experimental, you know, like um, Roxy Music and some of the stuff that Eno was doing and uh, yeah. um, Captain Beefheart and stuff like that. So there was a, a common ground uh, and then we said, well, let's have a go at making some noise together and, it, you know, over a course of a few years we managed to get a couple of songs together. <laughs> Well, quite a few songs and some brilliant albums as well. And you've got a very lively, supportive Facebook group and fans that have, have, you know, continued to follow you. Why do you think that is? What do you think is special about Blamange and the music that you do? Oh, my goodness. I, I, I don't know whether it's special at all. That's not for me to say. Um, and I... I'm not sure I could answer the question even if you didn't put special in there. Oh, uh, but um, it is, you know, because I've got to say, you know, we've we've had some people sort of sending in messages as well. Um, we've got Mark Barron that just said, no way, he was so excited that you were coming on the show. Um, Andy Oliver, TV presenter, actually said, my favourite band growing up, my favourite 80s song, Don't Tell Me, one of my all-time faves. <laughs> you know, so it, it is. Lynn Edwards, loved them. Many happy memories, dancing around my bedroom to living on the ceiling. Oh, uh, lovely. Well, it's very, very kind of your listeners to, uh, mm-hmm. to say those, uh, those things. And, uh, you know, so <laughs> um, I, I, we're, I feel very, uh, very fortunate um, to, to be still doing what I want to do mm. if I want to do it every day. And yeah. obviously I don't want to tour every day, but um, part of parcel of recording means you release a hopefully release an album every so often and the best way to introduce the new music along with the old stuff mm. um, that I've never listened to that again is to take it out on tour so mm. um, you know really I do as I said earlier I really enjoy that um, I given a choice I'd probably um, remain uh, probably near a guitar and synthesizers and just be uh, creative and not not of my pitch taken and not uh, <laughs> not mm. do interviews, but it's part of what you do. And I, you know, I'm very very grateful we get the opportunity to uh, be asked to, you know, kind of at least try and explain ourselves. <laughs> sure, no, that's great. And you know, who inspired you originally in the seventies and the eighties? Because I hear. I hear you, you know, you've opened for Grace Jones and I, I know that you've opened for Depeche Mode and some massive mm-hmm. people. But I feel like, you know, what what sort of happened before then? Who did you like listening to when you was a, a teenager and growing up? Who inspired um, you? Well, the, I really liked T-Rex. Um, I, I, I just thought they were absolutely incredible. Yeah. And then one of the two, two significant things happened when I was a a young lad in terms of music um i i went i remember seeing roxy music on top of the pops mm. and my mum much as i loved my mum and dad um my mum said oh he gives me the creeps i don't <laughs> like him which is, which is just perfect for me I thought, it's great it's something that my mum doesn't like and i love it so this is this is for me <laughs> oh! Um, but it, it wasn't just that. That led me on to um, via a mate of mine up up north, uh, No Wild. Uh, we used to kind of swap records and stuff, and oh, uh, go and see bands and what have you. 
No, we, he introduced me to uh, Eno's solo albums a bit later. And in between those two moments, the other really significant moment was actually going to see David Bowie play at oh. um, uh, King George's Hall in Blackman, yeah. uh, where I'm actually playing again myself. Really? <laughs> <is> quite funny. <laughs> oh, but anyway, surreal. It's near from where I come from. Yeah. And uh, I went uh, I went down with a mate, Trevor Greenhouse, to see um, him on his um, Ziggy Stardust um, tour. And uh, it was just in 1973, May 1973. Um, and I've still got the ticket, ticket number four. Oh! And uh, anyway, so that, seeing somebody do that kind of performance was just unbelievable. Um I've got to say, it didn't make me want to be a musician. Right. It kind of just changed my... Uh, it, it just changed my viewpoint on um, a lot of uh, aspects of the music uh, that was available and what I might want to listen to in the future. It really sent me on a different course to, uh, I suppose, what some, quite a few of my mates were listening to. I just went off on a different trajectory. Mm, <laughs> yeah. God, that must have been incredible. Well, a lot of people did it, you know. I'm not, again, and thankfully, you know. So there's some, and later on, you know, when you've got bands like the Young Marble Giants and uh, people like Pear Ubu and This Heat, and you know, they were massive. These bands, it's really weird because obviously it might not reflect directly in our music, but they were a massive, massive influence mm. on uh, on what Blamonge were doing. And even though we took the opportunity for three albums to try and make some. Uh, synth pop music really mm. um, it's uh, you know, and that was good fun there was a there was always a slight I always ho- hoped there would remain some type of experimentation in the music mm. do you feel that that's the case yeah well I, I mean it, I've released you know since uh, we got back together and Steve and I managed to do the uh, Blankburn album in 2011 mm. um, we've certainly been on a, a, and I've taken over the mantle and run with it on my own um, because obviously Stephen had to stop doing uh, m- not just music but many things because of his illness um, uh, I've, yeah really I feel confident in saying I've experimented and I'd like to experiment more and try and find out what I can learn mm. what, do you, what do you think of music around now do you like any of the bands in uh, our... there's some fantastic music there's some yeah. absolutely amazing music around yeah um, I've just been listening to uh, Beatrice Dillon um, she's got a fantastic album out at the moment and uh, I listen to you know well he's been around a long time but one of my favourite artists uh, one of Tricks Point Never and I listen to Ed um, there's a, an artist called Ed Dowie who had a, um, an album out uh, the other year which I'm very very keen on um, do you think they'll come on my show Neil? Uh, Ed Dowie I'm sure he would should you we put in a word? Ask, well, you, should, you could ask <laughs> Uh, Beatrice Dillon. And, yes. Uh, Maybe yeah, you could all not? come down. Are you? Do you ever pop into Essex? Do I? Oh, me. Um, yeah. Do I come into Essex? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm quite away from Essex as, as we uh, as the crow flies at the moment. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll come down to Essex quite well. Could we could all have a party? All the you and all the bands that you like. Yeah, I'll be I'll be in an Essex. I'll be in Essex on tour, won't I? Yeah.
Yes, I'm so excited. I can't wait to come and see you. Tell me, though, you know, you, you were on Top of the Pops a lot, obviously, but, well, you know. Yeah, a few times, yeah. Well, a few times, and, and they are memorable performances as well. I've seen clips of you being interviewed and performing in, in America and, you know, all over the place as well. What sort of memories do you have of being on Top of the Pops? Because that was so iconic, wasn't it? <laughs> Um, you're laughing, Neil. Don't tell me you've got you've got terrible memories no, of being on top I'm, of the pops. Um, I've got I've got really I've got very good memories. Of oh. it. And, um, <laughs> I can remember it very very clearly. Um, the first time we uh, did uh, living on the ceiling on top of the pops mm-hmm. was quite something because uh, we well what what had happened was that um, we were slightly late getting there oh no uh, there'd been some issues with traffic and there'd been a bit of palaver with me and my manager um which i can't go into but it ended up with being stopped by the police no anyway so we got to you record it on a wednesday and uh then you know and what you would have done you'd have had to re-record the song beforehand so-called re-record it and basically what you do is you switch the tapes you know <laughs> and, and the person who's meant to be observing you uh, re-recording it disappears for a while and has a drink and then when you come back you give them this tape and all's all's done um funny enough when it came to waves we actually did re-record it mm-hmm. and uh because there was a bit of a feeling about of electronic music at that point where sometimes it was looked upon as, well, you know, it's, I mean, it's all samples and they're not really playing. And of course, somebody's got to program it and somebody's got to play it. And that mm. was us, you know. But anyway, mm. uh, on our first Top of the Pops, we, uh, so I said, living on the ceiling, and this must have been in the early autumn of 2000, uh, sorry, 1982. Mm. Anyway, we get we get there, and they do a run through, and this is all new to us. And they do a run through, and there's nobody in the on the floor where the crowd goes eventually. Oh, there's there was cam- no one there, so you're performing to nobody. Yeah, initially it's just the cameras oh. and directors, and some the lights are changing, and they're trying to figure out the camera angles and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. You know? And then I look down. Second time we're running through, and there's the same person. There's just one person standing right in front of me, just in front of me. Slightly to my right, and um, well, you know, so I get to the, you get to the end of it, and the lights are bright, and you're kind of trying to figure out where the cameras are, mm. and there's communication going on with the between the producer, director, rather, and the camera crew, I would imagine, and then they go right, let's run again, and so they ran it again, and um, Dinesh and Deepak are there play. In fact, I spoke mm. to Dinesh today, actually, oh. um, and uh, Dinesh and Deepak uh, playing. Uh, Cushion sitar and uh, Stephen, you know, on his keyboard, and I, I, I've got. I'm playing guitar as well. I pretend to play guitar, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm singing away. And I sing, so I don't mime it. I'm singing it, yeah. you know, out. Yeah. And uh, there's, a, there's another voice. I can hear another voice singing with me. I'm going, that's weird. Looking round, and then we finish it. And I look down, and the lights come up, and I can see everybody on the floor. You know, kind of the cameramen and everybody like on the kind of like stage, uh, the studio floor, and the person standing right in front of the stage, just to my right, is George Michael. No. And it was it was George Michael who was singing along with the song with me. No. So he knew all the words <laughs> and he, and he loved the, the song. He knew, 
He's even better than I did. <laughs> oh, what did you say? Did oh, you say, oh? Oh, we had a chat Yeah. He was very uh, complimentary about the song, so it's, uh, yeah. And he was on with Wham. Yes. Oh, that is incredible. Mm. What a story. <laughs> That is wonderful. And, you know, there was that line, and we were just saying it off air as well, um, that caused a bit of controversy, didn't it? Up the bloody tree. Up the bloody tree. I mean, do you think anyone would bat an eyelid now? No. No, it's ridiculous, isn't it? But you, how did you feel? Because, I I mean, I always think, you know, because you recorded it to, or changed it to, up the cuckoo tree, wasn't it? Yeah, that was... You should have heard the other versions of it. No. Yeah, anyway, there you go. What, was it more untoward? <laughs> yeah, that would, have really got, that would have got it banned. <laughs> but how do you feel as an artist, someone saying you've got to change your, it, your line? It I must thought be... it was absolutely ridiculous. And yeah. the, the, what was even more ridiculous is that, that uh, when they showed the video... Or they use it on the play out sometimes on yeah. TV. They played the bloody version. Of course they do, yeah. And, uh, you know, so... But the record company were obviously quite concerned about it and they said, look, you know, it's good. It looks like it's doing quite well. Let's... Um, do you mind doing this? And I said, well, OK, we'll you know, have a bit of a laugh. And I said, cuckoo tree. So, but, it, yeah, of course, it was absolutely ridiculous. And if the truth be known about it, it's nothing to do with uh, a swear word, the mm. lyric... Mm. It's actually a, it was a, like a faux biblical reference. You know, you could have something like the burning bush, and yeah. I just thought, oh, I'll have the bloody tree. Love it, yeah. <laughs> As in um, a blood on a tree. Right. And it was no, you know, but it was made, I'm just playing, you know, you're playing around with words, they're only songs. Yeah, you know? yeah, of course. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, the, the Indian-style theme that you incorporated mm-hmm. at that time, are we going to see anything like that in the tour, the mindset tour coming up, or is it completely sort of, you know, not part of your music at the moment? Um, the... It, Dinesh has been on tour with us, uh, but he won't be coming on tour with us this time. Yeah. Um, we obviously we're going to be doing "Living on the Ceiling," yeah, and um, we can uh, we can synthesise certain certain things, but we won't be um, accompanied by, unfortunately, by Dinesh and Deepak oh. uh, on tour. Um, it'll be as as usual: um, Ugu Maya on synths and vocoder. Yeah. and um, Liam Hutton on electronic percussion, and then myself somewhere in the middle, maybe, yodelling, <laughs> and, and maybe maybe sort of pressing a few buttons, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> causing havoc, general mayhem. <laughs> oh, I love it. Neil, that's fantastic. Well, look, what is there any last parting words we can say to my lovely Phoenix FM listener and to the Blamange fans that are listening in as well? Any words that you'd like to say to them? Well, just to say, just to say thank you very much for listening and uh, hope to see you at um, some of the shows or one of the shows. And um, if you want more information about the tour or the album or anything else Blamange-wise, uh, we've got a website, which is blamange.co.uk. 
UK. Fantastic. And you're on Facebook. There's the Blamange Music. And on phoenixfm.com, I will be putting all of the details on the Listen Again link as well. I'm very thankful that you took the time to join us, Neil. Very excited to speak to you. Some of my absolute all-time faves, and I've got to, I got to play um, a couple earlier, your brand new one, and we're going to play Living on the Ceiling shortly as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing you. What are you going to do now on this Friday night at quarter to seven? Are you going to put your feet up or are you going to carry on with a bit of work? Um, I'm going to go and uh, get myself a beer. Are you? Yeah. A nice pint of beer? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, enjoy your Friday. Now, just one more thing. Yeah. Do we now play for you, Neil, from the wonderful Blamange, Sorrow by David Bowie? Or should we play with Blamange living on the ceiling? Oh, you could play Sorrow. We'll play that. We'll play that next. Thank you again. Yeah, it's an yeah, absolute pleasure. You don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> because of me. <laughs> if, you, if you're asking me a real preference, I'd say put Sound and Vision on. Sound and Vision. Oh, look. Well, it, as if, look. Oh, all right. Okay. I've got to keep you talking now while I just see. Right. This one. This one goes out to the wonderful Neil Arthur from Blamange. Thank you, Neil. Have a great weekend. You too. Thank you very bye. much. Bye. Bye bye.
Blamange and living on the ceiling. And I still can't quite believe that you and I got to hang out with Neil just now from Blamange. <laughs> 
Honestly, I'm gobsmacked. My face has gone all beetroot and flushed. We got to hang out with him. I, I could have spoken to him for about another six hours. You know what I'm like when I get on the phone. And getting to speak to some interesting people. Some of my all-time fave tracks from the 80s, from Blamange. And we get out, we get to hang out. We get to hang out with Neil Arthur. Wow, how amazing is that? And then we played Sound and Vision by the incredible, of course, David Bowie. And that one especially went out to Neil as well. Now, I was just thinking earlier, you know, it's very different now. And I put some feelers out earlier as well because record stores, and I'm saying that with air quotes, they're, they're not as... They're not as I don't know, as abundant as what they used to be. And I think many of us now, we're very used to just clicking a button to access the music that we love. You know, I'm, I've got that habit now. I'm saying, Alexa, play blah, 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 the jam or 80s music or old school club classics. And all of this fantastic music comes on just at the click of your fingers. And it never used to be like that years ago. And it got me thinking... As a young, uh, you know, girl before my teenage years and during my teenage years, I'd be so excited. I'd get on the bus. I'd go into Wickford because that was my local town at that point. And they had Peter Jones there. They had Adrian's really good record shops. And you would just spend as long as you wanted looking through the albums, looking through the vinyl, looking at the art. And, and some of the records, I remember the art just as much as I remember the, the actual music that I bought. And it was so exciting. You got to pick up this album and turn it over. Were there lyrics on there? Could you open it up? And there was pictures of the band that you hadn't seen before. And then you made the decision and you bought that album or you bought that seven inch or that 12 inch single. And it was just so exciting, wasn't it? It was quite magical. And then obviously very similar with cassette tapes or with CDs. And you couldn't wait to get home and play that music. Or if you were a little bit like me, you know, you'd be sitting by the radio pressing pause and record and, you know, trying to chop out all the bits that I'm talking about now and just listen to and record your favourite music. Um, but it's just not like that now. So do you think that something is missing? Do you feel that we need to support or bring back more record stores? Or do you think that's just all in the past now? I think it'll be a shame. I think, you know, that kids now, it's, oh, I like this, click, and they've bought it. You know, where's the excitement? Where's the, you know, the, the looking at it? Where's the picking it up, the actual physical record as well? I, I do think it's a little bit of a shame, I've got to say. But let me know what you think. Radio at Phoenix FM. I'd love to know if you had wonderful music store memories let me know and it actually ties in with our next guest who we are going to be speaking to in probably the next 20 minutes or so before all of that got to play them here we go the basildon boys and a little bit of depeche mode
A flock of seagulls wishing if I had a photograph of you. What a fantastic track. Oh, honestly, I just love the music that you and I get to hang out to every Friday from 6 to 8 here on the House of Fun. Let me know. Send me your request as well, radio at Phoenix FM. So I was thinking earlier, you know, it is it's sad isn't it that we don't really have that same music store experience and i put some feelers out earlier as well and you can let me know yours as well did you used to love hanging out in the music stores looking at the tracks looking at the albums did it has it any good memories for you you know any anything you know you met your partner there let me know i'd love to know um paul williams says we were spoilt for choice having Adrian's, one of the best indie shops in the entire country, right on our doorstep. I still remember the little stairs that you walked up and then you went to the upstairs area and it was just like a treasure trove of brilliant LPs. And for me as well, it, you know, in the 80s, it was, I was hearing music that I thought, oh my gosh, I haven't heard that in ages. But realistically, it was two years or something. Um, and lovely music as well. Annie Nightingale, brilliant uh, presenter who I used to love listening to every Sunday, playing some quite obscure music which is what I really loved. And you found it in Adrian's. Um, Stephen Roach, who is part of the Phoenix FM team, has said there is a new record store that's just opened in Brentwood. He hasn't told me the name and I haven't popped down the town to Brentwood um, for a little while. That might be worth checking out and supporting. Always good to support local businesses. And I've got to say, after hearing the sad news of my friend, Miss Cupcake, who run a vegan, one of the pioneers, actually, of vegan cakes in particular, um, has closed down. You know, we really, if we want the independent stores, we have to, we have to support them. You know, we're, we're all very used to, aren't we? Just clicking for our music or going to the supermarket and getting everything there. But if we're not careful, if we don't use it, we're going to lose it. With the independent stores, the record stores, whatever it is, vegan shops, vegan cafes. I heard in Devon, I think four closed down uh, last week or something. And and this is when veganism is really on the rise as well. Um, Leslie N. and Jevons, lovely to hear from you, Leslie. Um, when Madonna had good albums on display as well, because it was all about the artwork as well. Martin Baker, one thing I truly enjoyed as a teenager was buying vinyl. I still have hundreds of vinyls from the 60s to the noughties to this day. I do as well. I mean, they're things you can't throw them away, can you? And you know what? It's a little bit like taking photos because now you take photos of flipping everything even what you're having for your dinner and really who cares but in the past you took photos of important things things that were really important special occasions you know your 21st or your hen party you know not just going out down the pub and now you treasure those photos don't you um, and, you know, you've got 10 that are just really special of some particular event that you went to rather than 10 of this is what I had for dinner. 
So I think that's like that, isn't it? You know, you really treasured things. You treasured your vinyl. But in years to come, are you still going to have the device that you downloaded them on? Are you just downloading loads of music and you're never going to listen to it again? It's interesting. Mark, Matt Pryor even, says South Records for the win. So he really enjoys going to South Records. And that is a pretty cool music store I hear um, based in South End, so you can give them a little bit of Google. Let me know as well. Have we lost the art of going into record stores? Are we just very lazy now? Going to be playing some more music, a little bit of an eighties theme tonight because of our wonderful guest Blamange, and we are going to be speaking to the most wonderful grandfather of uh, reggae music. The one and only Maccabee. Before all of that, my gosh, there's been a lot of chat. I'm going to play this one. This is the Canine Angels' Let's Go Home, a really beautiful track sung by the incredible Polar, who is one of the co-founders with my good friend Victoria Featherstone Pierce. A brilliant charity, 100% volunteers that rescue abused and abandoned dogs. And so if you are a dog lover listening, I think that you might like this one. Do go and give them a Google, K9 Angels. And this is especially for you on this Friday evening. Let's go out the sun. 
is Phoenix 98 FM. Welcome to forgive me because I think I'm going to play that track every single flipping week here on the House of Fun. Isn't it just magical? Alexander O'Neill, if you were here tonight, thank you for your company this evening. Um, 
I'm so excited about my next guest. We're going to be hanging out with the one and only Macca B. His musical career spans over five decades now. Um, He's recorded over 200 tracks and many say that he is the grandfather of reggae. He's performed um, in festivals and clubs all over the world. In Jamaica, he's appeared in front of Nelson Mandela in the National Stadium in Kingston. Um, He's toured Japan, America, Africa, Hawaii, France, Germany, Mexico, Belgium, Sweden, New Zealand, just everywhere. Performed with Cool and the Gang, some incredible people, the Whalers, Lee Perry, Mad Professor. And he was the first British reggae artist to tour Australia as well. He's a fantastic guy. I first met Maccabee probably about seven or eight years ago. We got to work together as well for a little bit. A really cool guy. And if you haven't already, go over to his Instagram. It is huge. His little videos, because they're little, about 30 seconds or one minute long, um, they go absolutely viral. I love them. He is just fantastic. So I am a big fan. I've got to, we've got to hang out with two of my my people that I absolutely love that I'm big fans of this week. So lucky. Um, we're going to play this one next and hopefully we will be joined by the one and only Maccabee in the next five minutes. The other day I was doing an interview and the man said, Maccabee, you're getting a lot of new fans and very popular from your vegan, healthy eating posts. Some people even know you from them the most. Do you mind? Mind? Me say, no, sir, me not mind. It is what it is. I and I give thanks. No people see the post and go on to love the music. Me say, cucumber to the world. It was inevitable. Me love me fruit and vegetable. Yes, I am. Greetings. How you feeling? You know I. You know what I'm dealing. You know fruits and veggies for the healing. So colorful and so appealing. Greetings. How you keeping? That's right. It's Maccabee speaking. Last year I started a new thing. Videos about healthy eating. Started a medical Monday. Informative and I'm fun day. Also the one me eat Wednesday. Got a lot of followers. Made a lot of friends. Hey, I'm of the lyrical kind. So I did the post with the rhythm and rhyme. All of them one minute in time. With chorus, verses and a punchline. One of the videos went viral. See the views they started to spiral. Many millions. High number. That one was about the cucumba. Got shared by many, many people. Take for example. Naomi Campbell, people were taking it all, I'm example Cucumba to the world Cucumba to the world Many albums, many recordings, many years that I have been talking Many dances I have been cocking Been nice, very rewarding I've tried to keep it uplifting For so long, you know I'm not shifting That's how I'm existing Stopping on my lane, you know I'm not drifting Social commentating, penetrating, breaking That's how I get my rating Constantly creating, innovating Forward, I'm not waiting That's the road I'm taking Conscious lyrics, that's all I'm making Could be life, could be health, could be faith, could be culture I'm celebrating With all the whining and dining I saw people's health was declining Obesity, it is climbing So my thing was very good timing Entertainment and educating Rasta vibes I'm incorporating See the people start gravitating Cucumba to the world 
Ital is vital, yes I am. Kukumba to the world. Also juicy mangoes and things like those. Kukumba to the world. Oh, you mean, don't forget to eat your greens. Kukumba to the world. Coconut water, yes I am. What is that? Negativity, me no inna that, inna what, inna none of that, me no chat that, chat what. Positivity, off a panta, panta, boom shakalak, boom shakalak. Hear what? Inability, me no inna that. This a what? Nutritional, lyrical shot, bop bop. It's a veggie rap, it's a veggie rap. Say what? Them a love a chat, them a tell me what. Don't stop, get a lot of love, really get a lot, get a lot. When you give it out, then you get it back, right back. Junk food, I want that, me no want that crap. Be your body good things, hey, don't stop. Food is important, that is a fact. When real new chance inna that, coulda cook, coulda raw, coulda cold, coulda hot, coulda what, coulda bad, coulda general snack. That. Great when you can be yourself and at the same time help somebody else. It's great when you're helping the health and you do it for the love, you're not doing it for the wealth. It's great that the people are listening to the things that I'm propositioning, to the ital unconditioning, getting in the minerals, getting in the vitamin. Give thanks that the people are waking, healthy choices people are making, new steps that the people are taking. They're reasoning and debating, convincing them without hating. Mother Nature's getting her rating, that's why I am always stating. Kukumba to the world Kukumba to the world Kukumba to the world Kukumba to the Absolutely love that track. That has got to be my fave at the moment. And hopefully we have the one and only Maccabee on the line with us. Maccabee, can you hear me? Yes, greetings, Karen. Oh, I tell you, Maccabee, honestly, you are the coolest guy that I've ever met. (laughs) You're so laid back and fantastic. And that's your new track as well. Yeah, it's a brand new track, yeah. It's so good. Released in January, the end of January, and it's, people like it, just like it's doing very well, you know. Well, you know what, sometimes, I was just saying to you off air, sometimes I don't announce so much who's coming on the show, you know. It's just one of those things, and then I tell everybody afterwards and, and put the listen again link on. But I mentioned on my social media that you were coming on, and I've been inundated by people saying play the cucumber song and how wonderful they cannot wait to hear you so i really am looking forward to speaking to you maccabee because we met some years ago when we've met at quite a few veg fests as well we worked together a little bit as well which i'm very thankful for but i do remember in particular one of the veg fests um and you and your incredible team incredible band walked out onto the stage and i just thought that is how it's done you absolutely owned the owned the audience and it just took everything to another level what why do you think that is maccabee why do you think that you have such a powerful presence on the stage and everybody loves your music um but it's not for me to say it's for others to really say but i think i just keep it real you know i just try to to bring out the love kind of thing, you know, and I think people can feel it, you know. I think when you're genuine, 
a lot of people in times like these, like genuine people, and mm-hmm. I wear my heart on my sleeve, sort of thing. So I keep it real, and I kind of people kind of gravitate towards it, you know. So I'm just thankful. I'm just being me, you know. So mm-hmm. from I've started um, my career, I just I just been me, and people have just took to me. So that's all I can say, you know. Uh-huh. Just the love. Oh, it is. And I could just listen to your voice all day. Yeah. <laughs> but you've gone absolutely... I mean, everyone loves you anyway. And But since you've been doing Medical Monday and Maccabee's What Me Eat Wednesday... Yeah. These videos you're doing, Maccabee, they have gone absolutely super viral. You yeah. broke the internet. Yeah, they, they're doing well. Um, in um, 2017... Um, yeah. I got some big children, like they're in their twenties, and they were saying, "Dad, um, you're doing well, but like social media is a place now, and yeah. try go on social media, Instagram, and Facebook, and this." So we came up with a thing called uh, Medical Monday, where we're trying to encourage people to eat more fruits and veg, and telling them how they can benefit from a vegan lifestyle. And what we eat Wednesdays was like certain recipes that you could send in and not telling people certain things that we eat on on a Wednesday and thing and it started to go very well you know at first I was just like talking it like how I'm talking to you mm-hmm. and yep. people were really liking it you know getting a lot of views and a lot of comments and people saying yeah something new they like and then one day I woke up and I said I'm gonna do the post like in Maccabee style cool. like with rhythm yeah. and rhyme so I did one with Reading My Rhyme and it just exploded and people have loved it and I got like a million views like in a day and we're saying, <laughs> what? Yeah, we're saying we're onto something here, you know, so we did a few more and then I did the Kukumba one yes. and that one just went, it just went mad all over the world, you know, like it got hundreds and hundreds of millions of views, you know, oh, and people, wow. people started sharing it all over the world, people like Naomi Campbell and and Tracy Ellis Ross and even Beyonce's mom was commenting about it and all these kind of things. So, yeah, it really went well, you know. Oh, that is just mind-blowing, isn't it? How do you come up with the ideas? Have you written, like, a big list of, like, a hundred different ideas to do? Or every week does does something new come to you? Yeah, every week something new kind of comes, you know. Yeah. But after, for the past... Um, yeah, we like we repeat some as well. Cause we're getting new fans all the time, yeah, and some of them haven't seen some of the older ones, so yeah. we find that we're repeating some of them. And yeah, it's it's doing even 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 better, you know. So that's it. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a vibration. Like on Sunday, I might not know what I'm gonna do, so really? on Monday morning it kind of comes. And and the great thing is, is like I only do like fruits and veg that. I have actually eaten or tried, you know, mm. the, like there's a story behind every one of them, you know, I'm not doing something that I've I've never tried, so yeah. it's coming from me, you know, so I'm just being myself, so I think people can feel that when you're being yourself, you know. I want to try that, what is it, the blue, blue PT? Yeah, the blue PT, I had some today, it's, <gasps> it's, it's nice and it's got a lot of medicinal properties and I got it in India, I, I oh. did a show in India last month. Yeah. In um, uh, uh, Goa, in Goa, in India, we did a sun splash, and um, we got invited to like a herbal plantation. And the man was showing us all these herbs that he's got there, and he showed us blue PT. And I've never heard of. I've blue never PT. heard of it. No, really? no, no. So 
he gave me something to, to bring back to England. So when I tried it, I thought, yes, it's nice, and you know, and it really is blue. You know, it's like a vibrant blue. Mm. It's, it's different, you know, especially when you have it in a glass cup, you know. And like I say in the in the video, if you add lime to it, it turns it turns purple, and if you add hibiscus with it, it turns red, and you know. It, like an amazing thing you know and some people have commented say they've they bought some since they see the video and they really like it so you should try it you know? I, I, I was just gonna say can you sell me some <laughs> no, no. no you can get it you can get it online you know if you just oh, google you can get blue pt because i've know? never heard of them and the videos that you do you're rapping it's it, they just are utterly brilliant are they all in one take do you just do it once boom i've done it or do you sit there all day and you do it a hundred times? No, no, I don't do it a hundred times. No, no, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe twice, but it's, it's never like a lot. Because I did one for um, for Vice as well. You know, Vice in the US, um, they did a, a cucumber one as well. And yeah. when we went down to London to film it, I just did it in one take, and they couldn't believe it. Really? Yeah, they say we used to work in like all day and <gasps> splicing and you know putting it together and things, but. Really? Yeah, cause I'm used to it. I do it on the stage. That's what I do for a living. So. Yeah, of course. And you just make it just all look brilliant and effortless. And, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, I'd like to hear about how it all began. And then I remembered reading that you studied engineering, wasn't it? And I was thinking, say that company didn't close down and you just didn't find DJing and rapping and... That, and you just you just worked as an engineer. That would be crazy. I know. I wouldn't be here talking to you right no. now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's a, some things like when people think bad things happen, sometimes they're a blessing in disguise, you know. Mm. And I always see the, the positive in, in so-called negative things, you know. So, as I say, that was definitely a blessing in disguise. Cause it pushed me to work harder at what I really wanted to do. So mm. that's a message I would give to people, you know. Sometimes you can fulfill your dreams, you know. I love that. I think that's wonderful. Is it something that's always been in you to do the rapping, DJing, music? Yeah, kind of. Um, I started when I was like 15. Yeah. Like we had a, a sound system. Uh, when I was still at school, me and my friends, we had a, a reggae sound system and we used to play in youth clubs and everything and... And I was the, the microphone person, you know. And oh. But at first, I didn't, like, write my own lyrics. I used to, like, copy other well-known um, rappers, you can say. But one day I decided to write my own lyrics. And the response that I got from everybody, because I could really identify with what I was talking about, was oh. tremendous. And I said, from now on, I'm just going to write my own lyrics and create my own thing, you know. Oh, I love that. And it just... Have you been doing this ever since... Yeah, yeah, you can say ever since, yeah. At the time, as you say, I was doing the engineering as well, alongside it. But yes. then when the engineering thing um, crashed and I became redundant, I just decided to do it full-time. You've done some brilliant tours, um, brilliant concerts all over the world. Yeah, do I any, give thanks. Do any stand out for you in particular? Well, a lot of them, to be honest. A lot of them stand out, um, mm. In Jamaica, um, like the first time I performed in Jamaica was a great one because that's the home of like we call it you, you might call it rapping, 
but we call it DJing in mm. Jamaica, you know. In yeah. England, the DJ is the one who plays the record. Yes. But in Jamaica, the DJ is the one who talks on the music. Ah. So it was great. That's the land of the DJ to be to go there and do a show and be respected, you know. It was a great thing, you know. Mm. And I did, like, big shows, reggae, sunsplash, and those kind of shows. And yeah. Like traveling all over the world, it's, it's been it's been tremendous, you know. Um, going to Australia, like in the late eighties, um, all over Europe, in Germany, France, you know, Italy, well, Spain, everywhere in Europe. You you were the first British reggae artist to tour Australia. What was the response like when you did that? No, it was brilliant. They mm-hmm. they, they loved it, you know. Yeah, they really loved it, you know. They liked what I was saying, and um, the response was really tremendous, you know. We even went to, um, one thing we noticed, like, there was not a lot of indigenous people there at the shows, the Aborigines, and we were asking, and they said, well, they they can't afford it, because a lot of them are very poor, so we said, all right, then, if they can get a microphone and uh, a record deck and some speakers, and we'll go to them. So we went into the the ghetto in Redfern, and we did a show on the streets for them, and they wow. really loved it, you know. So that oh. was a, a great moment, you know. That is fantastic. I absolutely love that. You've yeah. toured all over the world. You've appeared in front of Nelson Mandela. Yeah, that was in Jamaica, yeah. I had a song called Proud of Mandela, and uh, Mandela was, he was at the National Stadium in Jamaica, and I did a show in Jamaica, and I was leaving on the same day. But the organizer says I couldn't leave because I had to do the song in front of him, you know. <gasps> so I did a song in front of him and then went straight to the airport. You know, <laughs> but say so yeah. he wanted to come and have a chat with you. I know, I know, I know. You had to catch a flight. Yeah, I had to go somewhere else. You know, that's life. That's that's life on the road you know oh my gosh have you have you had more sort of like well you've got beyonce's mum loving your stuff and have you have you got like more sort of you know the sort of famous people that are your fans yeah yeah i got a lot of people follow me on on the instagram you know yeah even um um chadwick boseman he was um the star of black panther Oh gosh! Yeah, he was talking to he was talking to Steve, Steve um, Harvey, yeah, the 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 show host in um, in America, and he was telling him about the Cucumber video, yeah. and like yeah, it's on my it's on the website, or sure. it's on the Facebook. If you look on the Facebook, you can see yeah. when he when he mentions it and he says how much he likes the Cucumber video and all this kind. Oh, of Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, isn't yeah. It? So we just give thanks, you know. It's, it's, even if they're famous or not, you know, it could be a little child, you know. Yeah. You just give thanks, yeah. Oh, Maccabee, you are amazing. I want to talk to you about being vegan. We've got that in common. I've been vegan 25 years, thinking, why didn't I go vegan sooner? And I know it's a big part of your life as well, isn't it? Yeah, most definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as I said, I've been vegan about that time as well. Yeah. I was, um, I was vegetarian, like, from I was 16. Okay. What made you go vegetarian then at that age? Um, I think I started to to put together what I was eating, you know, and mm. it wasn't so comfortable anymore, you know. So mm. I had to see what it really was. It wasn't like a burger or anything, you know. You could see for what it really was. Mm. So at that, at that age, 
I wasn't too comfortable with it, so I kind of left it, you know. And mm. I carried on with the dairy for a while as well, but then I found like about lactose intolerance, and because mm. I used to get bad gastritis and things, so then oh. I left out the dairy, and I've never had gastritis again. Since. Really? Gosh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's amazing. It, you know? So I just think it's a it's a good way forward for a lot of people, you know. Um, ethically and you know environmentally and health wise as well you know i think it's benefited me um a lot and all my children are vegans as well and my partner and everybody you know so yeah yeah man, we give thanks and as you know nowadays it's become the in thing you know it's, i know we were we were ahead of our time wasn't we yeah, miles ahead of our time i remember when i first used to tour yeah it was hard you know like i went to um i was also the first reggae artist to tour the former Yugoslavia, oh, like, okay, yeah. and Croatia and Slovenia and, and Serbia. Yeah. And when I was in Serbia, um, we were in a restaurant and they said to the person, no, he doesn't eat no meat or fish or dairy. So he thought I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> he was saying, what's, what's the matter with him? You know? <laughs> oh, no! Yeah, and in certain places like Germany, he was like, they didn't know, they couldn't understand it, you know, but, but now funny, places yeah. like Germany, they've got a lot of vegan supermarkets and yeah. a lot of vegan restaurants and they're kind of up to the time. So yeah. you know, it's much easier now than it used to be. Yeah, I mean, we are lucky in this country. We're lucky we've got food. Yeah, I always say we are, we are very lucky that we've got food and we've got choice because there are countries out there that people don't have choice and exactly. they don't have food and, you know, it, it does break my heart but you know it must have been hard for you touring all over the world and trying to stick you know and sticking with your vegan principles when they, they don't get it like we do over here in the UK no no it was hard but it wasn't impossible and and mm. we did it kind of thing and as I say it's become much easier now and one thing I always walk with is my my blender I have smoothies every morning so yeah so I just walk with my things, you know, so I don't have to worry that much. What do you have in your smoothie, Maccabee? Well, that's the trade secret, isn't it? Oh, come on. It's only me and you. <laughs> it's only Tell me and you and 10,000 other people. Yeah. <laughs> What's no, but in? I put a lot of different things in there, you know, yeah. like there's um, the moringa goes in there and oh. the baobab and, oh. and the nuts, the walnuts and the, the yeah. Brazil nuts for the selenium and all those kind of things and flaxseed and hemp seed. You're making me hungry. Yeah, and the berries go in there, the blueberries and the, the the cherry and, you know, all kind of different things. You know. That sounds so nice. And you have that, you even take your blender away with you. Do you I, put it in your suitcase? It's in my suitcase. It's the first thing in my suitcase, you know, so <laughs> people say, Maccabee, you're not coming down for breakfast. I say, no, no, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm cool, so... <laughs> Well, they're all having their whatever rubbishy fry up and you're having something that's super nourishing your body. Exactly. And then you're going to go out and perform to thousands of people and you have to have that level of energy, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I think that's one thing that veganism gives you as well is a, is a lot of energy, you know. Mm. I find on the stage, like, we're running up and down like 20-year-olds, you know. People can't <laughs> believe it, you know. <laughs> Well, you are, because I mean, we, we've met you. I've met you a few times. You're about seven foot tall. <laughs> you have an incredible presence on the stage, yeah. and I just melt listening to your voice. Okay. You have got the best voice ever, and it's really interesting because it it ties in because I love your track "Never Played a Forty Five, which. Yeah. 
I'm going to play as well shortly um, because, you know, I was talking and, and I, I put out the feeders to the Phoenix FM listeners and, and on my social media as well, because I really feel that we've lost a bit of an art, a bit, a bit of a special moment when we used to go to a record store and pick up the albums and look at the artwork. And, yes. you know, it is a click of a button now and it just ties in very nicely with Never Played a 45. Yes. Is that the theme that you were going for? Exactly, exactly. It's, yeah. When we were youths um, with the sound system, that's what we used to do. We used to um, save up all our money, go down to the record shop and stand up in the record shop for hours. Yeah. listening to seven inches, listening to albums and thing and I just wish the youths them nowadays could yeah. could feel that vibe that we felt, you know. Yeah. As you say, you're looking at the, the sleeves and everything and even buying albums, you know, like nowadays as you say it's a click of a button and mm. you listen to a music for five seconds and that's it, you know, next but we used to go into the record shop and say there was a track on an album and we went in for that album. And then when you take the album home you start listening to all of the album and you find you like tracks on the album that you didn't even go to the shop for, you know, mm. even better than the one that you went to buy oh, for. Absolutely. You know, but nowadays they can't do that because there's, there's no time, you know. And I really think the young people are are missing out, but it's making a bit of a revival. I don't know if you know. Mm, I think it is, but I think it needs all of us to do something about it. Yeah, yeah, support yeah. the the independent record stores and go and it, you know, I used to love I used to get on the bus and it was really exciting and go to the record store and it was yeah. walking up the stairs looking at the vinyl and then yeah. CDs you know <laughs> it was really magical and then putting that disc you know on the record player or in the CD player whatever you know yeah. but you had that tangible product that just was very special yeah something you can hold and it's yeah. like nowadays it's it's just come and go easy come easy go you know oh. but we still got them you know and a lot of them are worth a lot of money now right? yes as well as being a record that you like to listen to the even investments as well yeah are so you we, we should all go and invest in your stuff maccabee yeah why not <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, Maccabee, I could talk to you all night. I'm very blessed that you have taken the time out. What What are you going to do now for the rest of the Friday? For the rest of the Friday, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chill. Like I got like a little studio in in my house as well, where I work on some ideas and thing. You know, so it's a good time. You know, when the weather's like this, yeah, and it's it's cold and it's stormy weather and yeah. the wind's blowing. You know, you can feel a, a good vibes. It's a good time to be within yourself. You know, so. That's what I'm going to do, go within myself and see what see what manifests. Oh, Maccabee, that's wonderful. Well, I hope you have a lovely Friday. I'm going to play um, Never Played a 45. Then I'm going to play another track. And when I, I'm going to send you the Listen Again link. My friend has written a really great song. His name is Easy V, and it's a song called Vegan Girls. So I'm okay. going to play that one after, straight after your one and uh, send you the Listen Again link as well. And we'll put all of your details, Maccabee, on the Listen Again link as well. But thank you again for everything that you do, your incredible music and the, the brilliant videos. And thank you for hanging out tonight on the House of Fun. Yes, Karen, it's been a pleasure talking to you as always. And big up Phoenix FM. Yeah! the House of Fun. Yes, I am. Yeah! <laughs> thank you, Maccabee. Okay, all the bye. best. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah! You can't say that you have such a great reggae selection And you don't have one 7 inch 45 in 
There's something about the feel and the vibe You're a selector and you've never played a 45 There's something about the feel and the vibe Yow, yow You ever feel the vibe when you hold a 45 With your thumb in and the middle fingers on the outside Black vinyl about 7 inch wide Information from the label music on the two sides Something about the 45, me say something about the vibe Brand new tunes too, not just revive You could have a million tunes upon your hard drive But there's something about the touch and the look And the vibe of a 45 Something about the feel and the vibe Oh you a DJ and you've never played a 45 Or something about the feel and the vibe Yo yo When you put it on the deck you know a musical kiss When the nigga touch the vinyl then you hear a little hiss a sound warm and the top sound crisp Not so digital like a compact disc Every DJ have the experience this Cause it's a part of your musical apprentice Play the vocal then the version with a flick of your wrist Then the MC come in at this Cause it's all about the 45 There's something about the feel and the vibe You're a selector and you've never played a 45 Or something about the feel and the vibe Well I'm not saying that you should be playing The 7 inch 45 only But if you are able, go buy a turntable You can also get them with the USB It's alright to play laptops, alright to play CDs It's alright to play your MP3s But don't leave out the vinyl Cause you can use them side by side With the modern technology, lad When me not stupid and you know say me not tick Me know say times change and you must move with it 1000 tune pan, one memory stick And you don't need no box, it can't fit in your pocket But if you never played a 45 before Why don't you try it? Borrow one from your friend if you not have money if you buy it You know it's got a vibe man, you just can't deny it Maccabee come fit testify it It's all about the 45 It's something about the feel and the vibe So you're a DJ, you fit try and play a 45 There's something about the feel and the vibe You're a selector, you fit try and play a 45 There's something about the feel and the vibe Me I tell the people them it's all about the 45 There's something about the feel and the vibe Yo, yo, say 45 still a press and 45 still a make You can buy them in the shop or get them on internet It could fit you have a couple 45 fit select And every record Get DJ is supposed to have a deck You can't sweep your 45 Them under the carpet Some people say them dead But them not dead yet Man I own 45 Like them a private detect I pay a big money And I write big check For the 45 There's something about the feel and the vibe Me I tell the people Them to try and play a 45 There's something about the feel and the vibe Oh you a DJ And you've never played a 45 There's something about the feel and the vibe You're a selector, you fit try and play a 45 There's something about the feel and the vibe Yow, yow For the best music and chat in town Join Patrick Sherring on Friday evening between 8 and 10 On Phoenix FM for Friday Night Extra With engaging guests, a relaxing music mix and live sessions It is the perfect way to make your Friday sound better
vegan girls and before that never played a 45 from the one and only Maccabee to the one and only Patrick hey. did you did you hear Maccabee I what did a voice a wonderful voice and you know what I, I don't know I couldn't have planned it better never played a 45 because it does link in with you know and we were just talking off air going to the, your record store enjoying that bit of time. What was your local record? Uh, local for? song was uh, HMV in uh, Enfield Town in the High Street, oh. and they had uh, listening booths. Yeah, and so you could go in, and before you bought the album, you could listen to the album on the uh, listen in the listening booth. Fantastic! Yeah, that it? was a thing to do. That was that lovely. Yeah, I remember there was a big HMV. I think there was one in Oxford Street when I worked in London. So I remember quite often, and that's a memory I'd forgotten about, Patrick. Finish work, go to Oxford Street, buy a copy of Viz magazine, which is a bit crazy. <laughs> well, no. And, uh, and go and have a look in uh, HMV. And it was lovely. Yeah. And actually, there is, um, for people who like vinyl, there's mm. a, 
Uh, there's a vinyl shop. I know it's not around the corner from here, but in Frinton on Sea, which is like a a, a charity one, mm-hmm. um, and they've got hundreds and hundreds of things in there. It's for yeah. local hospice down there, and uh, yeah, and actually, there's just something about being in a record shop, isn't there? And kind of going through the vinyl, physically t- going yeah. through it, and looking at the album cover, picking it up, etc. Because we don't, we don't have that now. If you're just clicking, surely there isn't an album cover, uh, or is there an album? Cover? Uh, well, there, well, there, there might be a graphic, but it's not yeah, the same, is it? No. And of course, what used to be fantastic was when you had a, a double album, and so that would kind of like open yes. out. We're doing this. the hands. We're doing we, the hands. <laughs> well, you have to do the hands out. when it opens <laughs> out. Uh, but you can remember them. I remember my Depeche Mode one. I remember my dad's Pink Floyd one. Yeah, sure. You know all of these, and they had the words inside they did I, I, well because I, cds used to have that or just still do still have the words in but i mean mm. it's too small to read isn't it oh that's well, ridiculous whereas you used to get them in the uh, album like that either printed on the sleeve or in the album and they were big enough for you to be able to read easily oh it is and i feel sorry for the youngsters now that haven't got that experience i just think that that because it's the whole physical thing wasn't it yes. so you know you could you put your put your album on uh sit and hold it uh the, the cover like that and read yeah. it and listening and it's just the whole thing together really but i think you did something very silly didn't you with your vinyl well actually. i don't think so i think giving it, <laughs> i think giving 200 albums and 300 singles away to a hospice charity shop is a uh, sensible thing to no, do that's a nice thing but that's a lot of music it's a lot of music but uh, uh and yes a lot of memories and all of that mm. but but having got rid of the uh decided i wanted to get rid of the vinyl player uh, again it's a number of years ago now when could before they started coming back but i don't regret it um, mm. apart from anything else i feel like i've got half the room back because <laughs> <laughs> they do take up a lot of room that, that is the thing yes. they do it's a lot easier now well we've got joey brannigan who's saying while sales may be on the decline music shopping doesn't have to be a forgotten pastime yesterday i spent about 90 minutes in all ages records in camden i always visit and have a good spend whenever i'm in london as a cd collector of some fairly niche market stuff it's always good to support the places that sell this stuff my point though is not to try to fester too much in old memories and get out there and support places that still offer moments like the one you mentioned here. We can keep physical musical physical music alive if we switch off for a moment and support whatever physical format you prefer. But CDs are better. So he, he liked CDs. Do you remember when CDs first come out, Patrick? Oh, I do. And they it was a indi- revolution. Well, it was indestructible, though. And then somebody, it was on Pebble Mill or something, said, oh, this is going to last forever. And it broke instantly. I know. I don't remember that. Oh, I, I would I would dude. remember that. On I, TV. I, I remember buying Graceland by Paul Simon, which was my oh, first. Yes. That was my first CD. remember yes. buying that. I can't remember. I'm thinking, what was my first CD? I bought a lot of cassette tapes. Um, but I do remember saving up the tokens on Rice Krispies. Right. And I still have them at home, Rice Krispie. So it's proper seven-inch yes, yes, records, yeah. but they were under the Rice Krispie brand. Uh, okay. Strange. Dean, no. Dean Kane says, I used to run a record store. I was the manager at First Choice Records in Ilford, late 80s, early 90s. And he has lots of mem- memories of that one as well. 
And Paul Crouch says, a recent visit to Rough Trade off Brick Lane brought back some lovely memories. So it does. There are really good memories. um, It's part of of our youth as well. And also things that are part of your youth have good memories with them as well. Definitely. But I do think just the physicality of the records and all of that is just a, it was just part of it. And Mm. it's a shame that, as you say, people these days who are totally digital don't have that at all. They don't have it. It's click. Yeah. I mean, actually, you know, because I used to do radio shows uh, with uh, vinyl. And, of course, that was so much harder than what we do. Uh, oh. But at the same time, there was something really about it. Yeah. Setting up the needle on the record and all of that and the turntables. It was There was a lot to do, but it was somehow or other it felt... I don't know. It just felt different from what we do these days. Wow. Did you? I've got to ask you quickly, and yes, then we're going to play yes. a track, and then we're going to go into the news, and you can take over, okay. Patrick. So you were lining up the... Rec- well, I've played CDs sure. here on Phoenix FM, but lining up the vinyl, did you yes. have to sort of stand there and say to people, oh, you know, I'm just playing this one, or did you line them up? Oh, you have, well, you line, you, you'd have have two decks, um, yes. so you would just be playing one and lining up the other one. Lining up the and other one. And then whipping that one off, and then putting it in the in the cover away and then getting another one out etc like a like a disco dj well, well, well indeed i mean but of course <laughs> uh, but but it was a lot it was a lot to do oh patrick it was, it was physically exhausting actually was it kept yeah. you fit rather kept than me fit chilling out and doing nothing <laughs> what you got on your show patrick oh well we're uh, we're going a bit country tonight Lovely. so uh, many of the tracks are country and western tonight or just country as they're called these days or yeah. indeed new country so it's panning the whole sort of thing americana as well just a, a few of these things tonight brilliant and any guests uh no guests tonight no guests. So you, the lovely listener just gets to hang out with Patrick and listen to some brilliant country music. Well, that's uh, that's the on offer. It's up to them. <laughs> well, Patrick's <laughs> going to look after you after eight o'clock this evening. Cheers. Thank you for hanging out with me, Karen Ridges, here on the House of Fun. Thank you to the wonderful Maccabee and to Neil Arthur as well from Blamange. I'll see you next week. Love you lots. Bye bye.
On the hour, across Brentwood and Billericay. This is Phoenix FM.